Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Somebody calls you and says, I'm having surgery on Friday. I'd like you to come to the hospital and pray for me. And you go, sure, I'd love to. And you hang up and you go, man, the last thing in the world I want to do is go in the hospital where all those sick people are. Why in the world aren't they calling another friend? You do not have the gift of mercy. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have the gift of mercy. Notice what it says. You're to do it how? Cheerfully. The root word of cheerful is hilarious. It's great to do something and to know that you're not only helping someone out, but that you're doing what you believe God made you to do. There's really no feeling quite like that one. In the same way, when you do something for somebody, but your heart's not in it, the time drags and you can't wait to be done with that chore. That's why Pastor Mark's teaching today will be finding the gifts God's gifted you with. You'll learn that when you do, things will fit like a hand in a glove for you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Romans chapter 12 as he continues this series called Motivational Gifts. Turn in your Bibles to initially to Romans chapter 12. Sometimes in the counseling sessions, we need to understand this gift of mercy that we'll talk about. Well, I came across something that actually we're going to order hundreds of these. And as we do these, we won't ever need to counsel anybody anymore. You get on the website and find all about this. It says, my therapy buddy is a wonderfully soft and huggable friend that can be used for psychotherapy, for trauma, for anxiety, for depression, as psychic, emotional, or transitional therapy. My therapy buddy is a teddy bear-like therapeutic companion for distress, counseling, and therapy. Then it goes through and lists all these things if you need one. Let me just give you some things that I'd say if you need to buy one. An adult. Are your family responsibilities overwhelming you? Is work causing undue? I should have had a booth out there with them things for the next building fund or something. (laughs) Is work causing you undue anxiety? There's a guy here I know that's done that recently. He's a friend. Do you become depressed for no apparent reason? Have you ever been affected by panic attacks? Do you have trouble sleeping? Do you feel like you're drowning in money issues? Here's for seniors. You have a little different things. Do you have trouble coping with health concerns? Have you ever felt unneeded or unwanted? Has the loss of loved ones, friends, or pets caused overwhelming sadness? Do you feel you don't belong anywhere? Well, what you need is a therapy buddy. This is sad, isn't it? Well, we have a better therapy, buddy. Number one, it's the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit works through people, not therapy buddies, through people. 
We begin in Romans chapter 12, look at verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. Down to verse 8. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Now let me explain to you. The gift of mercy and the gift of service, those two make up the largest percentage of people in the body of Christ. Those two gifts, the gift of mercy and the gift of service, way more than the other gifts. Those are the two big gifts that are needed. Now, what is the gift of mercy or the gift of compassion or the gift of a carer? It's the God-given ability to show compassion, love, and care for those in need. So remember these motivational gifts. God gives people these gifts and they're motivated. They're turned on by these gifts to, to function with them. And so the people with this gift of mercy, they're motivated. It's part of their makeup. This is your DNA. Those of you that have that gift here too, identify with and comfort those people who have a need or they're in distress. You'll see as we go through these characteristics, you'll see that you. This word of mercy comes from the Greek, which means simply to show compassion, and here's a big deal, or to feel sympathy of the heart. So where in this little body with the feet and the arms and the eyes and the mouth and the brain, the heart, the gift of mercy is the one that's the heart of the body of Christ. It's not the head. We'll talk about the dangers of that as we go through. So that's what we see, this working together. We have all of these gifts that work together, but the person with that gift of mercy is the heart of the body. Now, let's see if this sounds like you. I have an extraordinary ability to sympathize with those who are suffering. Crying with others and sharing their pain is a valuable use of my time. I sense when people are hurting and want to help to ease that pain. When I see people in pain, my heart forces me to help them find relief. I enjoy visiting hospitals or nursing homes and showing love to people. Now notice back in verse 8, if you have this gift, how will it be exhibited? This is not you. Somebody calls you and says, I'm having surgery on Friday. I'd like you to come to the hospital and pray for me. And you go, sure, I'd love to. And you hang up and go, man, the last thing in the world I want to do is go in the hospital where all those sick people are. Why in the world aren't they calling another friend? You do not have the gift of mercy. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have the gift of mercy. Notice what it says. You're to do it how? Cheerfully. The root word of cheerful is hilarious. In other words, when given the opportunity to show mercy, you love it. It's just you. And so that person that just hung up the phone, it is definitely not them. Romans 12.8 in the Amplified says it like this. I like it. He who does acts of mercy with genuine cheerfulness and joyful eagerness. In other words, there's something genuine about giving of yourself and helping in this need, and you do it with joy. You're motivated. You're wired that way. You love to do it. Let's begin the characteristics of these gifts. 
Number one. This person with the gift of compassion or the gift of mercy or a carer, C-A-R-E-R, has a tremendous capacity to show love. So you'll see love over and over and over again. In fact, as we begin verse 9 through 13, love is the part that kind of comes out of this. So the compassionate person has this agape kind of love. It just comes from God. That's the way you're wired. And when you have this opportunity to show love, you're joyful, you're motivated, and you're really fulfilled. It just makes your day. Those with the gift of mercy are able to give and receive love more than any other motivational gift. Service is there, but it's not motivated the same way. Remember, it's the hands. This comes from the heart. That's why they're the heart of the body. They're not really using their head, and that's where the problem is going to come in later. Listen, they're not motivated by thinking straight through. They're motivated right out of the heart, and that's going to be a great benefit, but a huge danger. They are able to express this love and grace and dignity no matter who's facing the problem, no matter what the crisis is. So when there's a crisis, boom, they're there. That's them. They're there. They're just wired to do it. I see it. Second, has a great concern for people who are hurting. If you're a person with the gift of mercy You're a natural burden bearer. You carry the problems and worries of other people on your own heart. That's very good, but later you'll see it's also, that's a caution. See, anytime we we take the heart and we remove the head out of it, there's a balance that we have to come up with. Romans 12.15, Paul says this, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. If you have the gift of mercy, that's easy for you to do. It just fits right into you. And by the way, Jesus is an example of all seven of these motivational gifts. Remember on the cross, Jesus looked down, and you'll see this later, to John. And he said, John, take care of my mom. Now, why did he say that to John? Because John, you'll see later, is an example of one in the Bible who has this gift of mercy. Number three, has a greater concern for mental and emotional distress than the physical part. It's not really the physical, the sickness or whatever. It's the emotional part, the heart of this individual that's really hurting. They want to meet those needs more than the physical. Physical is fine, that's the deal. But they're really after the heart because they're heart people. Number four, takes an action. This is huge. A lot of people say, well, I have the gift of mercy. You have compassion, yes. Do you do anything with it? Well, I really hurt for the person. No, no, that's not enough. A person that really has the gift of mercy and has the gift of compassion, they do something. Just circle that if you're making that note. They do something. It's not just a feel deal. They do something to remove that hurt or the distress. Sympathy, I'm sorry for you. Empathy, I'm sorry you hurt and I hurt with you. Compassion or mercy, I'm sorry you hurt, I hurt with you, and I'm going to do something to help you not hurt. Now, if we speak probably in our generation of an individual who exemplifies the gift of mercy, Mother Teresa. You see, if you have the gift of mercy, you'll serve in doesn't matter where the circumstances doesn't matter and you'll do it 
cheerfully. That's just you. You're able to overlook the surroundings, the circumstances, and you're able to focus on the person. Mother Teresa, perfect example of an individual who, if you've ever been to Calcutta, I've not been to Calcutta, but I've been to three or four or five other cities in India, and what I saw there was, an I don't can't imagine what Calcutta's like. So this is a person, like you know with Mother Teresa, she just didn't talk about it. She just didn't give a few dollars toward the fund, and that's fine. A giver would do that. She got involved. She really care what the circumstances are. She's going to give herself to try to relieve that hurt. Number five, can sense when a person is hurting and are drawn to them. We'll see this. What does that mean? If you have the gift of mercy, just kind of think of this. You have these little antenna. And when you walking by somebody or you hear somebody talk, they go right to that need. You're drawn to those people. You go, whoa, there's somebody hurting. How can I help? I can see it. Person without the gift, they just walk right on by. The need's there, but they just walk right on by. It's not in their makeup. And so it's not good or bad. It's different. You'll see we need the balance of all of this. So uh, your spiritual antenna gives you this compassionate look and you go, wow, somebody needs some help here. Number six, has a need for intimate friendships where the friend also cares. Now here's an issue and later we'll talk about the problem with that. If you have the gift of mercy, you're a kind person and you don't like to hurt people. And that's how you're able to reach out. Now, that means you're going to want a friend that's real and isn't going to hurt you either. In other words, there's going to be this turnaround, this back play between one another. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 13. See, John was this kind of person. He had this close relationship with Jesus. Remember John? Jesus had his twelve. Then he had his three, and then he had his one. Understand, that doesn't change. And Jesus only had 12 disciples, and of course he ministered to a lot of other friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, had a lot of those individuals, spent time in all of their homes, was a friend of the sinner, just exemplified this friendship all over. But there were some closer relationships that go on. And so if you're that individual, you need those kind of accountable relationships. John was one. If you look down in verse 22 of chapter 13, you'll kind of see that even at the Last Supper, Jesus confides in his closest friend. Notice verse 22. After Jesus said, somebody is going to betray me, his disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple, notice, whom Jesus loved. By the way, who's writing this? John is. You just turned to there. So what are we getting here? John is what? He says these things over and over again. John kind of refers to himself quite often. The disciple that Jesus loved. Now he's not trying to put on. They had a very close relationship. And that's what he says. The disciple that Jesus loved. He says, was reclining next to him. And Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, 
ask him which one he means. Why didn't Simon do this? John had a closer relationship. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it's the one to whom I will give this piece of bread whom I've dipped in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread he gave to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. So when you read 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, what you see over and over again, love all over those. So there's this incredible part of friendship, intimate friendship that's needed with somebody with the gift of mercy. They need a caring person to give back to them. They need that close, intimate relationship. We talked about this a few weeks ago. A prophet it's more of a loner, not really interested too much in the close friendships because they've just got truth and they're going to go for it. This person who is the gift of mercy, compassionate, they want to give mercy, they want to receive mercy, and they love to see that with friendships. Number seven, loves to do thoughtful things for others. Now let me just tell you how that would work. Easy. Almost everybody in this room has a relative or a friend doesn't matter what holiday it is, Hallmark loves these people. <laughs> Am I right? You know, you used to get a card for a quarter or 50 cents, whatever. Now you take a loan out to get a card. Is that right? Four ninety-five. I love you. Thank you. Okay, a guy with the gift of mercy, they'll buy the cards, they don't matter, they write you little notes, they do all the stuff. Some of the rest of us, four ninety five. Hey hon, I love you. Bye. <laughs> it's different, but almost everybody here has a relative or friend that just sends cards no matter what how am I am I right? Somewhere in that family is somebody that does it. Now over time that's gonna go like this. Why? Because you have to take a car loan out to do that kind of thing. But they love these little notes and they send them to you. And especially if you're hurting. They're just thoughtful. And it's a wonderful thing to see what happens. Now, what's next? Well, number eight. And you can already see this. You can tell it. You know it's going to be there. Big difference between the prophet and the person with the gift of mercy. Prophet says, you got a little problem? Bring it on. Let's debate this stuff. Person with the gift of mercy? Oh no. Hate confrontation. Avoids conflicts. They just avoid it. Like a plague. Why? Because they're peaceable people. They don't like conflict. The last thing they want to do is see somebody hurt. They deal with hurt. They don't want to see this. So they're peacemakers. The whole goal is unity. Now that's not a bad thing. So they're very careful with their words and their action. And they're with the weakness. We'll talk about this more later. They're usually not very good at being firm. And... Any kind of correction, they're not into correction because they know correction hurts people. Even though sometimes, as we'll show, they get in and mess with what God's trying to do. That's why they need a balance. Now, John later, in First John, would even make this great statement. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. So what's John all about? Love. Just love your brother. Doesn't matter what he's done. Just love your brother. You can't be a Christian and not love your brother. And so this love, this overriding love is something that comes out. So this compassionate John is just the one there. But John has a good balance because 
Not only are the epistles, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, written about love, and you just see love over and over again, but you'll also see truth balanced. Truth and love. Great balance. Person with a pure gift of mercy, mm-mm, love. Truth is not in there. They don't want to ever really say anything that's going to cause a little bit of friction or hurt a person. But interesting, in Second John, the word truth is mentioned five times. And the word love is mentioned five times. That's the balance that's needed. Number nine. If you're a person with a compassionate gift, you close your spirit to those who are insincere in your eyes or insensitive. Here's what happens. You look at somebody and they, they don't show compassion to this need. So you don't say anything because you don't want to hurt them, but you withdraw from them because you're saying, what is wrong with you? I mean, there's an obvious need here. You went right by it. What's wrong with you? So these people can't understand why every, just like all the rest of the gifts, you can't understand why everybody doesn't respond to a need like they do. Why don't you do this? And it just absolutely drives them crazy. What they reason is this. If everybody had compassion like me, The hurting world, man, it would be so much better and we'd just be able to solve everything. So this gift of mercy works alongside with the gift of service, as I mentioned to you, and of course hospitality and helps. Those kind of four kind of just blend themselves together. So let's talk tonight about the dangers. Those are the things that the gift of mercy, the compassionate person has. You already, if you have that gift or a part of that gift, now let's stop and just remind yourself something. Most people have a mixture of gifts. And the, the reason God does that, I believe, is number one, it helps balance you and I. But then it gives us an understanding that just one pure gift is a pretty hard gift to manage by itself. This gift like any other, like the prophet gift. If a pastor has a prophet gift and that's the only gift he has, he'll have a discipleship group is what he'll have. He won't have too big a church because there won't be any grace or mercy. He just keeps killing people every day with truth. So you bring a visitor say, would you like to come back again? No, I'd rather get run over by a truck or whatever. (laughs) I'm not interested in coming back and hearing that again. This person with a gift of mercy... Well, let me give you an example, and then we'll go through some of the things. Uh, You're on 95, and you get off at either Wickham or Palm Bay or Malabar, whatever. And there's a guy there with a sign. (laughs) Now, you've just come from the store, and you've got some bags of groceries. Person with a gift of mercy, what do they do? If you really have the gift of mercy, just open the car door and go, and you give it to them, or some of it. If you don't have a gift of mercy, what do you do? That stupid guy out there in a truck with that. <laughs> that shit guy's richer than I am. I can see he sleeps over there. He doesn't sleep over there. Look, look at that stuff. There's, he's got a walkie talkie. He's talking to somebody else. <laughs> Did I hit anybody's? Yeah, that's exactly right. By the way, did you know that that's quite true very often? These guys are just a ring, and man, are they big time. So as we go through these, you'll see how you react, and you'll know whether you have the gift of mercy. Now, let me just say this. Do all of us need a little bit of the gift of mercy? Absolutely. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the gift of mercy. 
you learned how mercy is tied in with compassion, love, and care for people who are in need. Wrapped up in this gift is the ability not only to feel someone's pain, but to try to act on finding a solution for that person. You also found out that this giving is according to the Bible, and it should be done with gladness and eagerness, not grudgingly. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue teaching about the motivational gift of mercy. You'll learn about the importance of balancing truth with this mercy so that the receiver of the mercy won't be let off the hook of the consequences for their possible misdeeds. Pastor Mark will remind you of the need for this gift to be provided in God's power so that it will be given at the proper time. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series called Motivational Gifts. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen-